Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sake Revolution. This is America's first sake podcast. I'm your host, John Puma from the Sake Notes. You may also know me from the Internet Sake Discord. It's a little place that I run on the side. And I am your host, Timothy Sullivan. I am a sake samurai. I'm a sake educator, as well as the founder of the Urban Sake website. And every week, John and I will be tasting and chatting about all things sake and doing our best to make it fun and easy to understand. Wonderful. And uh, Tim, this is a very special episode of Sake Revolution. This is something that we've been talking about doing for a very long time amongst ourselves. Very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. What is it? We are going international, John Puma. (laughs) We are having a very special guest join us today, and it is Mm -hmm. our first Japanese sake brewery president interview. That sounds like a tremendous amount of fun. Who is joining us today? I would like to welcome Mr. Yamaguchi. He is the 11th generation president of Yamaguchi Shuzojo, which is a brewery in Fukuoka, Japan, and they make the very delicious Niwa no Uguisu brand of sake. So I'd like to welcome Mr. Yamaguchi. So Mr. Yamaguchi, could you start by giving us a brief self-introduction and telling us a bit about your brewery? Hello, my name is Tetsuo Yamaguchi. I am 11th generation Kuramoto at the Yamaguchi Suzojo. I have been doing this for 20 years. The Sakagura has been creating sake for 191 years in total. So my sake brewery is in Kurumeshi, Fukuoka, where sake making is uh, quite famous. Since two years ago, we have been harvesting rice from our regional and local rice paddies. We try to be as local as possible in our sake making. So at what point did you start exporting your sake to the West and where did you start? We introduced our sake to America in 1997, first in New York. Currently, we export to 13 countries, but America was the very first country for us to introduce our sake outside of Japan. The first sake that we introduced to America was Kan type, the warm type. This is due to the rice that we used. We use what's called a katai kome, the hard rice, which needs to be rested for some time for it to have its taste. But since then, the prefecture of Fukuoka stopped making these hard rice and started making more uh, softer rice. And so, although the sake that we first introduced to New York in 1997 was quite popular, we had to stop exporting those type of sake. Hmm. So it has been three years since we started exporting our new type of uh, sake to New York and to LA. It is the, the quite opposite type from the ones that we exported in 1997. Uh, it's freshly squeezed. It has more fragrance. It's not sweet, so it is good to, uh, to pair with food. 
The reason why we try to use the rice from the region in Fukuoka and Kyushu is because we believe that it goes well with the food that is the regional food of Kyushu. Yeah, that's right. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more detail about the cuisine of Kyushu. What should we look for when we're enjoying that food from your region? So the Kyushu no ryori ha doyu ryori ka toyu to So the characteristics of typical Kyushu food is it's known for its freshness, it's known for its balance in oil, it's known for its sweet and nice balance of soy sauce. And so we always wanted to come up, up with a sake that matches the Kyushu food styling. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about your life before you came to work at the brewery? Uh, did you always live down in Fukuoka? Were you, were you a big sake drinker beforehand? So before working at the brewery, in my 20s, I lived in Tokyo. There, I fell in love with wine, and I was drinking wine every day. I actually never had sake back then. And even when I came back to Kyushu, I kept drinking wine. And I noticed that Sauvignon Blanc has a very clean aroma. It's got a brisk and refreshing taste, which goes very well with the Kyushu food. I started creating sake in my 30s. But my goal and aim was always to go with the Sauvignon Blanc feel. And I have this brand called Junmai Ginjo 60, which uses the green label with the nightingale on it. And that color got hint from the Sauvignon Blanc. We really want you to try out our Jinmai Ginjo 60 first because it really、uh, harnesses the weather and the regional atmosphere of the Kyushu area and it really goes well with the Kyushu food. Because our sake is freshly pressed and exported right out of the brewery, we feel that the sake is still very fresh. It goes well with oily food because it has this refreshing quality to it. And it makes you want to eat more of the food and want to have more of the sake. Some of the characteristics of a Kyushu food is that it is very fresh. It comes directly from the ocean or from the farms. We eat things like mackerel, which even in Japan, many people do not eat raw. We would eat raw here. We would use simple seasoning like lemons or citrus. And so it's, everything is very fresh and comes directly from the environment. So tell us a little bit about the brand name, the Niwa no Ugesu. What does that mean? Niwa no Ugesu というのは、まず Niwa はあのお庭ですね。So the name literally means garden. Nightingale. So in Japan, nightingale, I don't know if this bird exists in America, but it usually has this、uh, connotation, meaning that it has, has a very soothing, nice chirping sound. And so people who have a good voice or singing voice is often called to have a nice nightingale sound in Japan. The first generation, Sakamoto. He loved sake very much. And what he would do is he would, in the springtime, listen to 
the nightingales taking a bath in the water. And as the birds would bathe and chirp, he would drink his favorite sake. And this is where he got the name Miwano Uis. Oh, gosh. That sounds very picturesque, John. Now, can you envision yourself relaxing in the garden, sipping on sake and watching the nightingales splash in the fountain? I can envision that for myself. Yeah, I mean, Tim, first off, it's making me suddenly want a garden, which I didn't think I'd ever really say. But yeah, I think the idea of sitting out there with some sake, listening to some birds chirping, uh, it sounds that sounds really kind of picturesque right about now. Yeah, and it's not uncommon for Japanese sake breweries to have their family home attached to the brewery and a nice enclosed garden right next door. And you can do moon watching and snow watching. And these brewers obviously were uh, bird watching. So I think that's absolutely fantastic. Now, Yamaguchi-san, did you always know that you were going to grow up to be the president of this brewery? And I I also want to ask you, what was it like as a child kind of growing up in this environment. あの、生まれた時から酒蔵で育ちましたので、あの、So as a child, I didn't think that growing up in a brewery was anything special, but now that I think about it, the house is really big and it has over 50 rooms. It is old. There were many many places for us kids to run around, but I didn't really think much of it as a child. I always thought that I would be working in the sake brewery industry, but in my mind, I always wanted to start maybe after retirement, maybe after 60 years old. But the 10th generation, my father, he fell ill at one point, and I had to take his position. And my dream was to live abroad and to work abroad. But that never really happened, uh, so I had to give that dream up. But now that I look back, I'm very glad that I was able to be in the sati industry at my age. What are your views of the uh, overseas market? Since you mentioned that your sake has gone over there and also has changed the type that gets exported, what are your thoughts on the overseas market overall? There's some stories I have from my challenges exporting our sake outside of Japan. The first challenge came in New York in 1997. I noticed that people are drinking sake in a very different manner from that of the Japanese. They might warm up the sake too much, so much so that it's too hot to hold in their hands, or keep the sake stored in a room temperature just like they might do for wine and for wine glasses. I thought this was very unique for a global audience. And at the same time, I realized that not much education was had in terms of sake at that point. But I'm seeing a lot of changes recently. So I have a good friend, Chizu, in New York, and she is educating people on how to drink sake and how to serve sake. And she is using many different methods, such as humor, to educate people in the art of sake drinking. Unlike before, I'm seeing more and more people enjoying the art of pairing sake with food. And I'm hoping that in the 10, 20, 30 years to come, if people keep continuing this education of sake, New York can be the 
the epicenter of sake in the world. あのところがあのアジアとかヨーロッパは、えー、まだあのアメリカほど Excellent. So I, I'm really curious as a sake brewer in Japan, what are your ideas, impressions, what are your thoughts about those brewers that are making sake overseas, like sake brewers in New York and the USA? What are your feelings about that? I completely agree with this, and I hope that there will be more and more sakaguras around the world. I, I am very much for it. Excellent. We, we are too. <laughs> so I went to Brooklyn Kura recently, and I had the sake there, and I thought it was excellent. Wonderful. That's great. Yeah. So, I think it is the time on, our, on the show, our favorite time on the show, where we will taste and talk about the actual sake. So, yes, we both have, Tim and I and Yamaguchi san, all have a bottle of the、uh, Niwa no Ukuesu. This is the Junmai Ginjo 60. So, we're going to pour this into our glass now. Would you mind introducing this sake to our listeners? Niwa no Ukuesu. So, this is the Niwa no Uguisu Junmai Ginjo 60. It is one of the first that we make in the year. Milling is 60%. And you can enjoy both the good and the best of the rice. It really goes well with any food or cuisine, raw food, or even with meat or fish. I always have this sake in my fridge. But please、uh, don't chill too much. It has a very fruity quality to it. It might invoke the sense of melon or muscat, a very green fruit. And so it is very refreshing and hope it will、uh, make you want to eat more.、Mm. I hope you enjoy the sake. Thank you.、Mm. So I, I noticed that you use、uh, a rice that we're not as familiar with, Yume Ikon, as the kakemai for this. That's the rice that's the starch component in the mash. Can you tell us about Yume Ikon and why you selected that rice to use? Yume Ikon, this rice is a product of. My region in Kurumeshi, Fukuoka. Its most characteristic is, is that it's very soft. And soft rice usually has a very complex taste. And initially, it might create a more solid, dense taste. But when it is freshly squeezed, it creates a more refreshing taste. And so we use this freshness in our sake. But Sake made with this rice is not recommended for long term aging. Let's say if it is rested in minus 5 degrees centigrade for a long time, this sake will not taste good. And so it needs to have a healthy fermentation and it has to be drank within half a year or a year. Good to know. Yeah. So, so Tim, what did you think about this? 
I absolutely agree with what Mr. Yamaguchi said about the aroma. I'm definitely getting a lightly fruity aroma, and I think it's very delicate and very delicious aroma. And John, what, what do you think about the aroma? Uh, the melon was the first thing that I noticed. Mm. I wanted to stay away from wafting jokes, but it's there. Mm. That comes across really cleanly, though, that fresh melon. It's, it's a wonderful aroma. One thing that I'm left with after sipping on the sake is that the finish is relatively dry. Do you think that as well, John? A bit. It lingers, but it is a dry, lingering finish, which is a uh, interesting and a little unusual, but I like that a lot. I think that this will go towards what um, Yamaguchi-san was saying earlier about the types of food that the sake was meant to go with. Mr. Yamaguchi, could you speak to that point about the finish and if you think it's dry and if it's meant to pair with food in that way? I absolutely agree with what you're saying, and I'm happy that you noticed it. Yes, we are absolutely going for that freshness afterwards. So we are going for the dry aftertaste as it goes well with any and all sorts of food. My philosophy is that food comes first and sake is always secondary. Sake should always accentuate the food and sake's taste should not linger in the mouth. So I think that all sake should really go with food. Sometimes having the sake to be a bit too dry or a bit too bitter is saying that it goes well with food. And so I'm hoping that Jumaijinjo 60, the one we tried today, is a good example of that. Wonderful. Now, I noticed that the labels on the sake is very unique, very unusual. It looks different from other sake labels being shorter, and even the bottle shape looks a little bit different, perhaps. Um, what are his thoughts on that? Dansei so, we have two main different types of sake. One is more masculine, one is more feminine. This is just the image. Uh, the male one can be a little bit more dry, the female one can be more fruity. The one we have today is more masculine. It goes uh, well with all types of food. Just a couple more questions before we wrap up. I'd like to ask you, for the future, what are your hopes for the Japanese sake industry in Japan and also abroad? Every time I go abroad, I am energized. I am so happy to see people enjoying sake. And so... I just hope that this continues, that people enjoy sake for what it is. Mr. Yamaguchi, thank you so much for coming. Do you have any messages for our listeners? There's one thing that sake can do, but other alcohol might not be able to do. And that's when you drink sake, you become friendly with everyone around you. Oh, yes. John, I've seen John be very friendly with people around him. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, the sake, the sake definitely helps. It Let does. me tell you that. It does. And I think that there's something unique about sake that does bring that out. I mean, it brings it out of me, at least. Yeah. 
And it, it does make people very friendly. And that's something I've always loved about drinking sake with people. You always end up talking to the people next to you. <laughs> I've seen it happen many times, and especially in Japan. I, yeah, I, I don't know too many. Uh, I don't too many angry sake drunks. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. And so, it is my hope that you drink sake with the people that's important to you, or you want to become friends with. Please enjoy sake, and we hope that you can come to Japan soon. Wow, that's fantastic. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was a wonderful interview. And your sake is absolutely delicious. I'm enjoying it so much. Ah, thank you very much. <laughs> Always a treat to have this. It's wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, we want to thank Mr. Yamaguchi for becoming our first, our first, hopefully of many, international guest. I have had, I had a wonderful time drinking his sake. It's absolutely delicious. So good. So good. Uh, yeah, very much so. And in addition to Mr. Yamaguchi, we want to thank all of our listeners as well for tuning in. We really do hope that you're enjoying Sake Revolution. If you'd like to show your support for our show, there's one way you can really help us out, and that would be to take a couple of minutes and leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. And also, please tell a friend and then get your friend to subscribe. And then set a good example by subscribing yourself. This way, every week when we put out a new episode, it'll show up on your device of choice. And you don't even have to like be awake and click anything. It just happens. And as always, to learn more about Niwa no Uguisu, this delicious sake from Fukuoka, or anything we talked about in today's episode, be sure to visit our website, sakerevolution.com, for all the detailed show notes. And if you have sake questions that you need answered, if you have international kuramotos that you'd like us to interview, <laughs> you know, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your suggestions. Please reach out to us. The email address is feedback at sakerevolution.com. And so until next time, please remember, everybody, keep drinking sake and kampai. kampai.